Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinion on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. And anything happened today, Ben, at all? Uh, a few things, not much, not major, just a few things. The uh, The trade market was open today. Yeah, you could say that. That's quite an understatement. I mean, if you had told me a week ago the first thing to really happen of substance this year would be DeAndre Hopkins getting traded, I would have told you to go get drug tested. I, I did not see that coming. I did not see anything that would indicate he would get traded, yet he got traded. Do you know why he got traded? I I because Bill O'Brien's a moron. Well, that's part of it. Uh, he's exactly what we've been saying he is for the past I don't know six months. Yeah, um, I think the majority reason is they were he wants a new contract and they don't seem open to it. <laughs> why? Because he's good. I I don't know <laughs> why. I really can't explain it. They just got a. The trade was Hopkins and a fourth rounder for. David Johnson, a second and a twenty twenty one fourth. I don't, I I don't really know. I don't know how to get my head around this one. It doesn't make sense. No, it, it doesn't. Lessens, at all. it lessens the offense. I think. Well, and am, it, I, am I? It makes the field shorter too, because now you're relying on Will Fuller down in Houston to be healthy to stretch the field, and Will Fuller and, and healthy go together like oil and water. I think what they're going to do is they're obviously going to target a receiver in the first round, but they need to move into the first round to have that happen. I, I just, I, I don't get it, man. I, I can't, I, I know a new contract, whatever, but it's not like David Johnson's contract is cheap. I mean, I know you're well, going think- to have to pay, uh, pay your quarterback soon, but I mean, Still, I mean, he's not going to get Mahomes money, but he's still going to get, you know, the Sean Watson's still going to get paid. But, I mean, come on, man. Like, you have arguably the best receiver in the game, but you just trade him? I think part of it is um, they just they just see it too being, being too cost prohibitive for them to keep him, which still doesn't make sense to me. No, that you would you would just give up on on DeAndre Hopkins in his prime, and until we get details to see how much, if any, of that money that is owed to David Johnson will be paid by Arizona, it doesn't. It seems like a lopsided trade to me. A, a second round pick, I mean, it'll be a, it's a high pick, obviously, because you know Arizona wasn't great, but a twenty for him and a twenty twenty one pick, it just it seems unbalanced on the surface, and yeah. Arizona's Arizona's making out on this. Oh, they made out like a bandit, and, and I mean, whoever's whoever's calling the shots there, I mean, <laughs> needs a raise because you got to steal. You got rid of David Johnson, who I'm not going to see here and hate the David Johnson. I mean, I, <laughs> nobody was a bigger David Johnson fan three years ago than me, outside of you know a Cardinals fan. But I mean, my God, you're talking, talking about a guy who hasn't even begun to show his form from three years ago. He's been injured and, and problems and in and out of the lineup. And you use him as a main piece to get the best receiver in football. I mean, I know Houston, it, I know Houston needed a running game, but this is not how to do it. But, and it's not going to be, it's not going to help because to your point, William Fuller 
doesn't stay on the field. No. So you're going to go with, with Kenny Stills and then uh, what's his other name? Uh, uh, Cutie yeah, is their Kiki other Kute, receiver. Yeah. And, and then try, they're going to have to take their two second-round picks and move up into the first round to try to grab one of the seven wide receivers that I keep saying are going to be drafted in the first round. And even then – you're hoping that he's going to set the wall on fire like a couple of these other guys did last year. And that's a big gamble. That's a huge what if. Absolutely. I mean, there's no guarantee any of those guys are going to pan out like they're projected to. You know DeAndre Hopkins did, though. You know what he was. And you just traded him for what looks to be a watched up running back and a few draft picks. Man. You don't even get Bad. the first round pick for him is is what bo- bothers me the most. He he's arguably one of the most talented players in the league. We I think you put him at two, right? Yep. I put him at three. Uh-huh. And in any given year, he could be number one, and you don't even get a first round pick for him. That's just perplexing. No, you know what that is? That's the Houston Texans. And what what what? What is strange is that Fitzgerald resigned and got $11 million, and DeAndre is in the market for a new contract, and he's not making too much more than uh, he's making 12.5. So he's making a touch more than Fitzgerald, but the rumors are that they're going to have a contract ready for um, DeAndre Hopkins, I guess is part of the reason why he was willing to go. Right. I would Which, think so. Yeah, it makes sense. He's got, but he's got three. He had three years left on his deal. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers on how much money's left, but I, I, I'm, I'm usually with the player. It makes sense if you want to tear that up and get a new deal going, especially with. Well, we'll get to at least one receiver that that signed a mega deal, but uh, you can see the trend for the wide receivers. Uh, numbers going up, and he is he is top of the market. You know, Tom didn't Michael Thomas get his new contract this past offseason? Yes, he did. So did Julio. So, I, it makes sense, right? I just I it bothers me. It bothers me that you have a talent like Deshaun Watson, and how many how many times we said you need to shore up the offensive line? Oh yeah. And they kind of go the opposite way, and they just trade away their best asset because they can't come to terms. This it's is just the, the second off season in a row they have traded their best bargaining chip and gotten nothing in return. Uh, and I shouldn't say nothing. David Johnson could end up being huge for Houston. The problem is you have Deshaun Watson who's already taken way too many hits in his young career. You have a suspect offensive line. You have a your your deep threat, and Will Fuller is constantly injured. And your most consistent target, you just traded. So you just took and pretty much handcuffed Deshaun Watson unless everything works out perfectly. And with Bill O'Brien running this team, I don't count on it. And you were forcing defenses to play a safety over top of Hopkins. Now they don't need to do that. No. They're not required to double up. Do you really need to double up William Fuller? You don't because half the time he is – in the training room, getting uh, treatment. I, I just, I, I can't, I can't understand the logic. And every time I try to, I just go back to, oh yeah, Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. Yeah, makes sense. 
Oh, yeah. Well, we could probably talk about this for the entirety of the show, but we do have a lot to get to, as today was the first day of the, sounds weird to say this, legal tampering period. Yes. So, I mean, those two words don't necessarily seem to go together, but whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there, there's just a lot to get to between a couple more, a couple more trades and uh, free agents. I mean, we had an insane number of of new contracts and extensions. And that was before we even figured this out. Uh, this whole Skype thing we're doing, if you can't figure it out yet, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are for the first time, not actually in the same room when we're recording. It's a, it's a so, moment for us. Yeah. We, uh, took us a while. Two guys. So I know I did what they were doing, especially me. Uh, luckily my, my girlfriend is much smarter at this than I am and <laughs> figured out, uh, a couple of the glitches. So, if the audio is a little wonky, that's why. We'll uh, we'll get better. We'll fix it. We'll we'll get it. We'll get it ironed out. But uh, speaking of ironed out, I mean, you had it ironed out that the 49ers were going to move on from Eric Armstead. I thought so. Yeah, I I, I could have sworn the money didn't make sense, and they didn't have it, and they made it work, and they didn't cut. As far as I know, they didn't cut anybody of major. Uh, Major importance. Uh, essentially, but they, they just shipped out another future big contract. Yes, because he was—he still had a year left. He had his fifth-year option, so they traded uh, DeForest Buckner to Indianapolis for a first. He, this is what this is what Houston should understand how to utilize your assets and just maximize say them. That. Yep, <laughs> they, they got a first-round pick. For DeForest Buckner. I like DeForest Buckner. He's a nice defensive tackle, but you just got a first, a top 15 pick for him. That's the kind of return that DeAndre Hopkins should have um, brought in. Even if it was just the first round pick, that's what you should have gotten. Because then you could justify to your fan base, we didn't want to pay him, so we got a first round pick, top 15. We're going to get one of the best receivers. You could have got yourself a CeeDee Lamb. Or someone out of ilk. This is a smart move by San Francisco. I will be interested to see what they do with this 13th pick. I'll also be interested to see if they pair that with their late later first round pick to try to move up the the uh, draft a little bit to get a, a target player. Absolutely. And I also think it's a smooth, smart move by Indianapolis. I mean, I mean trading first round picks is always tough. But you have a stud defensive player still maybe at the beginning of his prime. And you get him for a first-round pick. I mean, there's never any guarantee a first-round pick is going to turn into something. So when you get a guy who's first-round pick worthy in his prime, you can sign to an extension. You take that pick and you trade for him, especially when it's filling a need like he is in Indianapolis. I think it's a great move all around for both teams. I I agree with that. Uh, Because I had them getting Clayus Campbell. And... He's not far off from what I mean. Buckner is younger, but it's same kind of position—a guy that need, can move in and out of the uh, in and outside of the defensive line. It's a win-win. It, it, you're right; it's a win-win for both teams. I thought Indianapolis would get a defensive lineman, uh, a high-talented defensive lineman. I just didn't get the right one, to be honest with you. I mean, you had a lot of a lot of information you were going through there, so you can't blame you for missing one or two here or there. Uh, and but, uh, I think I think it. Well, speaking of 
Speaking of Calais Campbell, he got traded, as I predicted. He got he got he got stolen. (laughs) Yes, because I think I had him going for a third or a fourth, and he went for a fifth to the Ravens, who definitely needed talent. (laughs) He said, "Yeah," he said sarcastically. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it was. I don't want to say it was perplexing because they have Michael Pierce, who's a free agent, and it looks like he's going out of town because. They made another move on the defensive line. Uh, but it is an interesting move for Campbell, and they gave him an extension, too. Oh, that's, you know, and for Jacksonville, the dumpster fire had already started long ago there. But they, oh, they, yeah. We knew that was a fire sale in every, every sense of the word. So, I mean, you can sit here and say, oh, well, you guys just ripped on Houston for, for this and this. Well, because Houston is somehow still a winning team in spite of themselves. And uh, maybe not after this. But no. Jacksonville, I mean, this is a team that re-signed Blake Bortles to a, a, a two-year deal after he was arguably the worst quarterback in the league. And this is a league that included Joe Flacco. So, <laughs> I mean, just to get back to your very first point you made in the transition from the uh, – Hopkins trade to the Buckner trade. You are hundred percent right. That's the difference between a good team and a bad team. Right. A team that's well run and poorly run. Houston traded a guy, regardless of what you might think of Jadavian Clowney, they could have gotten much more than a fourth round pick and two middle of the road linebackers for him last year, and they didn't. They could have gotten a hell of a lot more for DeAndre Hopkins, and they didn't. But they want to give up two first-round picks to get a guy they didn't have to give up two first-round picks for. Right. I, 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 I don't I don't understand. It's like they just go in there and there's a dartboard with a bunch of poor decisions, and they just throw it, and then they do whatever it says. I, 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 I similar to it, uh, a certain South Park, South Park episode. That's exactly what I was thinking where... the chicken with the head cut off. Chicken with a head cut off, <laughs> yeah. and they just throw it out there and see what happens. It's it's just mind boggling. And then I'll, I'll I'll tie it into our next trade. This, this is a this is a very interesting move, and it's a team that took a first a former first round pick and turned it into some assets that even though you feel like on the surface it they might have lost a little bit, I think they recouped enough to make it kind of a break even, if you will. And that's Hunter Hearst and a fourth round pick going to Atlanta. And Atlanta sending a second round. uh, Hayden Hurst. Thank you. You always call him something Uh, different every time. I'll just call him Hearst for now. How about that? There you go. Uh, uh, But Atlanta sends a second round pick and a fifth round pick back to Baltimore. I think this is a good move for both teams because – as you'll find out soon, Atlanta lost their tight end. And Hayden, Hayden Hurst wanted to be the focal point or get more balls. Well, guess what, big guy? You better uh, you better be able to sign that check because you just got put, dropped in the number one spot in Atlanta for tight end position. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, based on what I've seen, Hayden Hurst is that great. So I think 
and who knows? Haven't seen a lot of them from from a pass catching offensive standpoint. Been used as a blocker a lot in the Baltimore system. Um, but I, I think you're right about them recouping whatever they could for him. Uh, you know, they they I believe it was a first round pick. Yeah, and they ended up seeing enough. They got two years out of him, saw enough, and got a second round pick, which. Uh, is that this season coming up? Um, I believe the second round, yeah, the second round and the fifth round are both this this season. Yeah, I mean that's that's beautiful because Atlanta was not great, so that's going to be a relatively early second round pick. I mean, I don't know what pick Atlanta has, but it's not very high. Might be middle of the pack. I don't know, but it's not. It's not in the twenties or late teens. Right. So I think got, it's. I, I think. Good. I think I think it's like uh, I want to say between thirteen and seventeen, somewhere yeah. between. I mean, there. I remember when you were doing our pre free agency breakdown, they were right right somewhere in the middle. But I mean, this is a good move. You got what you could for him. You got a fifth round pick out of it too. Gave up him in a fourth. You didn't you didn't necessarily get your return on him as a first round pick, but you didn't give him up for a sixth or seventh round pick and just not get your return draft capital wise. So hundred percent agree. It's definitely a win-win for both teams. Well, I think we're going to tie this bow of the trade market with another blockbuster to end the day. And this came across very recently. And I'll tell you, Chris, early in the day, the rumors was Diggs was going to go to Seattle but he did put out in a uh, on twi- uh, either Twitter or uh, Instagram that he was not long for he was not going to survive the day in Minnesota, and he didn't. Well, this is news to me too. I haven't seen this yet. Where did he go? Uh, he went to Buffalo. Wow. So let me let me uh, go down the list of what what happened. Digs and a seventh round pick go to Buffalo for. The twenty second pick in the draft, Whoa. a a fifth round twenty twenty pick, a sixth round twenty twenty pick, and a fourth round twenty twenty one pick. Wow. Again, I'm going to hammer this point in, Chris. This is how you turn your assets into trade commodity. This is how you get draft pick compensation for your talented players and i don't i still do not know what houston's doing and there were rumors that well that makes two of you because they don't either and there were rumors that the patriots were testing the waters on deandre hopkins but apparently they could and Diggs. oh yeah and Diggs too oh well Diggs has been that's been going on since uh middle of the season but before the trade uh, Hopkins trade, they were kind of testing the waters on that, but obviously they didn't pull the trigger because as you'll, as you'll find out, they pulled the trigger on bringing back the old guard, I guess. And as we went over, when we went over the Patriots, they are not flush with cash. No, and make... they have a 43-year-old quarterback holding them hostage because he still thinks he has as much value as a 35-year-old. I, I, yeah, I don't get that. And his trade market, which we'll get to last, uh, seems to have been dried up. 
if it ever existed to begin with. And there, at that point, has been made by multiple people that there may have been that tra- that market for Tom Brady may have been fabricated. But do you want to dig into the free agency? Oh, absolutely. There's a lot there. So I just want to uh, put a disclaimer: all these free agent signings are all reported. None of them are 100% confirmed. The teams can't confirm it. Realistically, the players shouldn't be confirming it because the legal the league year doesn't start till Wednesday. But the legal tampering period allows them to. <sighs> yeah, but allows them I guess to discuss. The 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 uh, I guess the NFL offices aren't a fan of these numbers coming out. But I tell you what, these numbers coming out is just content for people to talk about, whether it be ESPN.com. NFL.com, radio stations, or one of your favorite podcasts. Yes. Such as? Ben and Chris Talk talk Football. Soon to be Ben and Chris Talk Sports. Coming to a radio near you. Anyway. Or so radio. How old do I sound right there? Uh, you did date yourself yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's all right. Whatever. I don't care. Um... I'd like to start in Cleveland, if I could. Said no one ever, but go ahead. <laughs> so they pulled in the big, uh, the big get, uh, Austin Hooper, uh, four and forty-four. It's about interesting. Did they get? Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting move. Apparently, David and Jaku is nowhere going nowhere. Yeah, it's because so he, he's freaking. Uh... Baker Mayfield can't stop throwing him into traffic and getting him hurt. Uh, I think it actually has more to do with the offensive setup. They want to go two tight ends. I was and David. Say, and, I was just going to say how excited Baker must be to have a new tight end to get hurt. Well, that's an interesting point because you know they signed another quarterback. Yeah, just a backup though. I, There's no way Keenan takes I, Baker over. You sign a guy three for eighteen. You just gotta sit back and say, "Hmm, it may be he may be the backup, but it's an interesting backup uh, quarterback with some starting experience." Mm, I don't want to say there's gonna be a short leash, but there is a leash now. It, would you agree with that? Oh, there should be too. Baker didn't do anything last year to prove he he's the man unequivocally. I will say they did shore up their offensive line. With a, a nice signing, I like Jack Conklin. Uh, they got him for three and forty-two. That is, that is well south of what that was projected. I'd be interested to see if he took that deal below market and low years because he wanted to get back on the market in three years. All right, so I don't know what order you planned on doing this in, but I got to bring it up. The stupidest contract signing. The stupidest contract signing to this point. Uh, Ryan I know what you're... F'n Tannehill. Four for uh, 119. Are you kidding me? I can't. I can't. I can't stand for that contract, especially when your young running back is under the franchise tag. You're going to give this guy, who was good, don't get me wrong, and he might be a great game manager for that offense who can occasionally come out of his shell and shine. 
but you're going to give him four for 119 with a lot of that being guaranteed. I mean, this guy isn't worth more than 13 to 15 a year. And Tennessee is so desperate to have their, a quote-unquote franchise quarterback since Mariota didn't work out that they're going to overpay this guy. And then, like you said, they're going to tag their stud running back who is probably the majority of the reason for most of their success. That's just slap in the face of Derrick Henry. And uh, there's, a, there's a reason certain teams almost can't handle their success because they don't know how to deal with it. And Tennessee appears to be one of those teams because Tannehill is not worth that money, and that contract will bite them in the ass. I, I don't doubt that at all, Chris. It it doesn't make sense to have your star running back sitting on the franchise tag, and then you sign your quarterback for this god awful contract. I liked your way of thinking: is tag Tannehill. And get that contract done with Derrick Henry. Yes, but they clearly didn't. Either they didn't think that way, or they couldn't make a deal happen with Derrick Henry in time. So they just decided to go with with uh, tagging Derrick Henry and going with the contract for Tannehill because they could make it happen. What if they? It, what if they right. trade Derrick Henry? I just don't see that. Cause I couldn't offense... see them tagging him, though, and then giving Tannehill that money. I mean, I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know. I don't think they do. I mean, they're not Houston bad, but they're very fastly approaching that. I, I just it, I don't it, understand it. It just doesn't seem – because their offense is based around him. And, and basically, Derrick Henry got Ryan Tannehill a four-year, $119 million contract. That's what happened. Like, that's not a joke. That's what happened. Like, he's getting $62 million at the signing, and he's got 91 total guarantees. That's just ridiculous money. And Derrick Henry's and, entire contract probably wouldn't reach that. No, I don't think so. But, I mean, they have an out after 2022, after three years, but be honest, Chris, could that deal blow up before then? Oh, it could yeah. blow up halfway through this year but well that and especially because what happens if derrick henry doesn't come to was he pulls up melvin gordon i don't know man I, if i were him i normally say don't complain about the franchise tag you're looking at what 18 to 25 million dollars probably for a uh, fully guaranteed for a year and you're free agent when the year's over and if they tag you again, you get even more money. If I were Derrick Henry, I'd be pissed. I'd be super pissed, and I would tell them, "Look, we got to work a deal out, or you got to trade me." This is this is nuts. I agree, because he's not playing for the tag. Like, no, there are some players who can. You know, Kirk Cousins could because he was a quarterback and he took care of himself oh. and he made it work for him. <laughs> Speaking of, and the he devil. got through two. Oh well, you want to talk about Kirk Cousins? I mean, so you brought him up. Topic. So, I know he's not a free agent, but he got an extension. So, I mean, Minnesota clearly learned their lesson after they fully guaranteed his last three-year deal and probably paid him less money and didn't guarantee it because they realized that he's not 
what they thought he was, right? Uh, you would be wrong on all oh, fronts. Oh, man. He got a two-year extension for $66 million, and 66 of it is guaranteed. So let me go through the Vikings mindset here. Okay, so we have Dalvin Cook coming up. Got to re-sign him. He's going to be a lot of money. Adam Correct. Thielen, Adam Thielen could end up getting one of the biggest contracts for a receiver in NFL history, maybe the biggest. Uh, Stefan Diggs, who we actually just signed to an extension, we're we're going to move on from him. We're going to trade him. Yep. And Kurt Cousins, who has been consistently mediocre, the only thing he's been good at is making bad decisions. And You're not only, a things. not only do they resign him. They fully guarantee him four more per year than he got the first time. Uh, you're forgetting a couple things, Chris. What's that? Uh, side notes: They also cut Everson Griffin, oh, and Xavier, Xavier Rhodes. Rhodes, and Lemvel Joseph. Because who needs good defensive players when you have Kirk Cousins? Correct. My God. Uh, well, that team just quickly. That and, oh, man. And I'm going to help you out, Chris. <clears throat> Between Stefan Diggs, Xavier Rhodes, Limfell Joseph, they are going to incur roughly 15 to $16 million of dead cap. Oh, I could have paid Kirk Cousins a whole other half a season with that. And, and what, what, what is mind-boggling is you have to now replace those players. And maybe they have someone. I think because they had this, they drafted this kid at wide receiver that played a lot last year. Because uh, I think Diggs lost a couple of games, and I know Thielen lost a couple of games. But you have to replace Diggs's um, output. You have to cover Xavier Rhodes, Linville Joseph, and Everson Griffin, and they franchise tag their safety, uh, Anthony Smith. And then let's see what they do with the two corners that they have as free agents, Mackenzie Alexander and Trey Waynes. I have them going elsewhere, but seeing what they did, it looks like they're going to try to keep them. Yeah, and, and you know what? Based on what we've seen so far from day one of the legal tampering period, I had said Teddy Bridgewater wouldn't get anything north of 20. I, I think I'm way off on that. I think he's going to get closer to 30 a year now. I, he's got to. He has and to. Based on, I mean, if Tannehill gets that, and then you get, turn around and Kirk Cousins gets that fully guaranteed, I mean, you got to be looking at at least what Tannehill got for, for Teddy, at least four for 120. And you and you know that uh, Dak Prescott's going to get a contract. So he's going to – he's gonna Teddy's going to get something a li- south of – that obviously, but not too much south of that. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I think he gets, and I, I had said originally, offer him fourteen to sixteen a year. But apparently, I was way undercutting the quarterback yeah. market. That's not going to work. So I, I don't know where, and I don't know where he's going. And you know, uh, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later, Chris. I want to get into Miami. Okay, Miami's Miami's making some moves. Quite a few on In- first day. So they yanked Shaq Lawson away from Buffalo, three for 30. They yanked Kyle Van Noy away from New England, four for 51. 
overpaid. And then here's the biggest. I will put this on record. Mark this calendar down. The biggest free agent bust will be Byron Jones. The former first-round pick from Dallas Cowboys. Signed with Miami for 5 and 82.5, making him the highest average annual value player at cornerback. Where would you say he ranks on the quarterback list as far as uh, he, ability? Probably, without without doing a list off the top of my head, I would say probably 15 to 30, somewhere yeah. in there. Not even close to number one. Not even remotely close. Patrick Peterson has lost more talent than Byron Jones has. <laughs> I like that. I was thinking of something funny to try to like follow up on that, but I'm just going to laugh instead. Thank you. Uh, I don't know what Miami seems to like. They're trying to accelerate the process. I would, I'm not, I don't know if I'm on board with this. Are you? Oh, for Byron Jones? No, the whole the whole thing. No, the whole Jones thing. is overpaid. Van Noy is a great system player, but they're going to learn very quickly. He's not the he he's a really good soundbite, and he's a good player in the right system. But there's a reason the Patriots didn't even make him an offer. They're, like, I hope they hope they make really good with these draft picks, because what they're doing in free agency so far is a complete bust. It's like the it's like they're they're the kid at the the mall with their parents' credit card. It's like, oh, I want this, and I want this, and I want this. And you look back at what you got when you get home, and you're like, oh, man, what the hell did I buy? Right. I, I don't I, – I can't – I don't understand any of these signings. I, I really don't. I mean, Lawson's good. $10 million a year, okay, whatever. Byron Jones, not even, not even in the ballpark of what he's worth. Uh, Van Noy, almost 12 per, 11 per. <laughs> no, take them. That's fine. No problem. You can have them. I, I, I just don't. I mean, these contracts are so bad, I almost thought the Houston Texans signed them. <laughs> I mean, if you put them in front of I, me and, and told me those numbers, I would have said, oh, Bill O'Brien made those contracts. <laughs> nope. It, it It's just, it's just like you see a team building – Building and building and building, and it's like, okay, we see where Brian Flores wants to take this team, and he wants to kind of build a structure. And I mapped out their offseason to give them, like, something that they could they could get some veterans but get some talented players. I didn't expect this. Shaq Lawson is not going to help you. I'm sorry. Kyle Van Noy, you're right. He is a good system guy. Is Brian Flores installing the Patriots' defensive system? I don't know. No, doesn't look like it. And we knew, unfortunately, it was bandied about everywhere that that Byron Jones was going to get crazy money. I didn't see this coming. No. Like, what in God's name are you doing giving them this kind of sick disgusting deal like where's logan ryan you could have you <laughs> yeah exactly you could have paid him three years at decent money and he would have gotten more out of him 
And Logan Ryan already played in a Patriots system. It just made sense. <clears throat> I just, for the life of me, I don't get it. And the ele- there's going to be an elephant in the room. Xavier Howard now makes less than Byron Jones. That's going to be it, a problem. And it, right. If you're, if you don't think that's a problem, you don't know the structure system in the NFL because Xavier Howard, Xavier Howard, sorry, Xavier Howard is much, much better than Byron Jones. I put, I put Xavier, Xavier Howard top 15. He could brush up against top 10 if he had stayed healthy this year. Byron Jones doesn't even sniff the top 10 for the rest of his career. And he's probably peaking right now. Yeah, it's very, very poor signings by Miami. I don't, I don't know. Yet, yet a team with all that kind of goodwill down the stretch. They played really well. They played with heart. Had a big win against New England Week Seventeen. Yeah, a lot of first round draft picks. You know, we're gonna more than likely looks like we're gonna get our quarterback in Tua. Could have really signed anybody. Could have taken those picks and I don't know traded for DeAndre Hopkins. And instead, they do these kind of moves. It's really baffling. They could have gotten Hawkins, or they could have gotten Diggs. I mean, for, I for what they have in draft capital, they could have gotten both. Honestly, they could have gotten absolutely. They could have gotten both, and drafted Tua or Jordan Love, Jacob Beeson, Justin Herbert, whichever one they felt comfortable with. And they said, "Look, you have." Mike Gusecki, who is an up-and-coming tight end and very talented, you have, uh, what's his name, Preston Williams, the wide receiver that was a rookie last year. That was Preston Wilson, that, I thought. I thought Preston Wilson. Preston I was Williams. a baseball player. Yeah, I think you're right, Williams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he went down, but he was so in promise. And now you bring in, you could potentially bring in these two guys. You have the cap space to cover it. And then you go draft your wide, uh, your quarterback of the future. It's a no-brainer. Plus, you have Fitzpatrick for at least one more year at $8 million. Now you're sitting pretty. Instead, you basically told the offense to go screw. I'm going to assign Shaq Lawson overpaid, Byron Jones overpaid, Way overpaid. Kyle Vannoy overpaid. I mean, let's see what else they're going to do. I mean, I don't know how much they have left because – it's not official, so the money isn't officially counted. But what happens if they decide to talk to Tom and say, Tom, here's two for 60 or two for 65? That'd just be another bust decision in the free agent market for them because of what they've done. And they're just throwing money at bad bad players, yep. not bad I don't want to say bad players, but not worth the money. You're just, it's just not worth it. Oh, you know what? Speaking of not worth it, there's a great transition to uh, Amari Cooper. Oh, boy. I, I was waiting for this one. Dude. Uh, it's got to be something in the water in Texas. It's like, what's the worst decision I can make as far as a contract goes? Uh, I can do you one better. Uh, Amari Cooper getting five and one hundred. 
Wow. That's asinine. Wow. For what? Wow. For three games a year? I guess. Well, and I hope them Cowboys fans enjoyed the late 80s, early 90s, because that's going to be their only glory period while Jerry Jones is still breathing. Sorry to say it. I don't wish nothing bad on Jerry Jones. That sounds really ugly when I say it like that, but the guy clearly cannot run the team. So, I don't know. All I'll say is Dak Prescott's sitting there getting uh, the franchise tag, and Amari Cooper gets his contract. Boy, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt in a few years because they're going to sign Dak to a contract extension and they're going to have to start peeling off pieces starting potentially next year or the year after. If you have your triplets signed to these insane contracts and you're not getting production in the playoffs, it's just going to be bad. Bad on the field, bad off the field. Bad in the media, bad in sports talk radio in Dallas. It's just going to be bad. You're going to have – and the worst thing, Chris, (coughs) and the worst thing, Chris, is that you have one of your treasured individuals in Michael Irving on NFL Network. I will predict in two years he will consistently trash the Cowboys because if there's someone who has no problem trashing them – it is Michael Irving. And he will trash them severely for giving these contracts out in like two years. As well, he should. He should trash them now for that. I would take Michael Irving right now over Murray Cooper right now. Okay. Uh, there's two cornerbacks I want to get to before uh, we move on. Because there's not much. I mean, there is stuff, but nothing of major consequence. Something tells me by the time we see talk to you Friday morning, there will be. Oh, there be quite a bit more. Yes. Oh, there'll be more. There's still a lot of players on the market. Uh, I got two corners I want to look at. Uh, uh, Roby from uh, Houston, who got three and thirty six, and James Bradbury from well from Carolina, who's now going to the Giants at three and forty five. Do these make sense? comparably speaking to the Byron Jones contract. I mean, uh, leave it to Houston to pay the wrong guy. I mean, nothing against Roby, but I mean, you got a guy like Hopkins who needs an extension and you're out, you're out paying a cornerback this much. Okay. That shows you why you're in the spots you're in. Uh, all, All I'll say is he, he was on the team when, they blew a massive lead in Kansas City that they should have walked away with. So they, they almost blew a lead against New England, and he was on the field. Yeah. So I, I mean, these. I guess you reward players for mediocrity. I guess if Mark Cooper is any any indication, you do. Um, and then I mean, I honestly don't know a lot about Bradbury, but I'd ask you the same thing I asked you when it came to. Uh, Byron Jones, where would you rank him? James Bradbury? I'd put him at that 15 to 30. I mean, he doesn't do anything for me to really, <clears throat> like, stand out. See, and that's the thing. I, I I knew he wasn't elite, but I didn't know if he was just on the cusp of that. I really don't know too much about him, honestly. Um, but So, I mean, f- 15 mil a year? Like, come on. 
He pumps his own tires. I don't they I'll tell you that much. All players do. Uh, but he's he's the one coming out. He came out a few days ago saying he wants fifteen million dollars a year. Well, guess what? He got it. But I don't know if I I I maybe that's the market now for cornerbacks. Average. Man, I hope not. Average quarterbacks. <laughs> that's crazy. I know. It, it is insane to see uh, some of these players on what they're getting, especially. I, I just can't get off my mind off of Byron Jones and what god awful contract he got. And yet, if you slot him in behind all the other the cornerbacks, it's all I have to say is I feel bad for Buffalo and Buffalo, Green Bay, and Seattle when they have to pay (laughs) when they have to pay when when Green Bay has to pay Jair Alexander when Tre'Davious White gets paid by Buffalo and Shaquille Griffin gets paid by Seattle. It's it's going to be a massacre because they're going to look at Byron Jones' contract and they're going to say, look, you got to do better than that because we we're, know what he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're top three to five in the league <laughs> and we know where we rank against him if we want 20 a year. Right. And I don't want to say, you know, we know Stefan Gilmore is better, but he is not going to get a restructure anytime soon. No, not at that, not at that amount either. He's getting up there. Yeah, and, and the players that that are better than him, that you know, like, like someone like Trey Waynes, honestly showed me more than what Byron Jones did, and maybe that's just the system, but, but it, it's oh, it's comical. And now you have Jalen Ramsey, who's going to set the market next year. Oh, he's going to get at least 20 then. I guess no doubt. There's honestly no doubt he's going to set the market because of what my dumb Miami did. And I'm all four players getting their money, but they dumbly, dumb, 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 dumb move to overpay him. No one else was going to give him that contract. <clears throat> and here's the scary part. They could have called up Detroit. And asked for Darius Slay. And they would have paid him less. And he's arguably and better. <laughs> arguably better. He is definitely better. He is top 11 in annual value. And he is definitely top 15 as far as player quality. Because he's still, when Quandrell Diggs got traded, he still played up to his level. It's just insane. It, it's really, I know sometimes we look at it, it's funny money, it's crazy, it's not rooted in reality, but some of these players getting these money, this money is just insane for their quality of play and their abilities. And fun fact, I think he has like two career interceptions. <laughs> Sounds about right. Well, we got about uh, $8.5 million for each one of them per year. <laughs> I... I it's ugly. It's ugly. Uh, I think I'll, I'll touch on two things just real quick. Jovan Hargrove got three and 39 from Philadelphia and Michael Brockers got three and 30 from Baltimore. What do you think of those Chris? I mean, fine. You fill positions you needed. Those aren't astronomical contracts. I mean, 
like you said, it's all funny money, so it sounds crazy saying 12 to 13 million years, not big money. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't hate them. I don't think they're terrible. I think it's not a bad move for Philly. It's a bad move for Pittsburgh because they, they decided to franchise Bud Dupree and not retain Hargrove. Right. And I think that's going to be a mistake. Uh, I like what Baltimore's doing. You got yourself two defensive linemen. It's a win-win. Yeah, Baltimore's uh, loading sh- up, man, already. <laughs> I would say, yeah, they are. They're going to need to find a replacement for Hayden Hurst, but it's a good move, especially if your back secondary kind of falls off a little bit because you don't know if Earl Thomas is going to fall off. And you're losing Jimmy Smith potentially to free agency. What kind of production are you going to get from Peters? And could be up in the air. So it's a nice, it'd be nice to have a steady defensive line. Especially they have um, Ottawasu, I think is his name. Apologize if I mispronounce it, but one of their linebackers. You could tell me you didn't, and I believe you because I had no idea. (laughs) Uh, but he's a free agent, and then obviously they uh, franchise Matthew Judon. But it's a good move. It's a good move. Um, so you want to want to highlight a few players that didn't make agreements? Sure. Well, there's a big one. Oh no. Yeah, I know. I understand. <sighs> and I realized we didn't want to talk about this again until we actually signed. But Tom Brady has not signed. Uh, how how will the world continue to spin on its axis without Tom Brady signing? Uh, well, it's managing. I'll oh. tell you that. It's managing. Uh, but apparently it's... It depends on who you listen to. But it's New England, it's Tampa Bay, and I guess the Chargers are somewhat interested but really, it's how much money can Tampa Bay put in front of Tom Brady to lure him to Tampa Bay is the question. Honestly, at this point, seeing what they have for cap room and seeing the other receiving talent they have down there, I know I said for the longest time Brady's coming back. I think he's a Buccaneer next year. So here's the here's the one caveat that I've heard today, Chris, is this whole uh, coronavirus is all it's actually going to um, stall OTAs and it's probably going to stall off season training. Yeah, it's possible. What kind of what kind of rapport are you going to be able to build with your with the t- with your teammates if you don't have OTAs, which we know Tom doesn't go to anyway apparently. But wow. training camp preseason obviously they'll have at least one week of preseason if it's if this impedes with the regular season, Rob, but do you think? Good. I just say, do you think it's going to factor in to his decision that he might not be able to build a rapport with his receivers? I mean, it's possible. I mean, people get on Tom Brady for not going to OTAs. I don't. I think when you have that level of experience, I know it's great to build a rapport with your players and your teammates. If a guy who's in his, you know getting into the latter years of his career wants to reserve some uh, some of those hits and some of that stress for on the field during actual games that matter. I can't blame him. 
Some people do. I don't. That's fine either way. You know, everybody's had the right to their own opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you bring up a good point, though. It could very well affect his decision if he's going to be going to a whole new system. And this whole thing, you know, makes it impossible for the teams to get together and train. You know, if, you know, it's resolved in a few weeks, okay, shouldn't affect all that much. If it, you know, continues on for months, uh, yeah, I mean, it would have to weigh. He's not going to go into what could be the last year, two years of his career to an entire new organization and not be able to practice, train, learn a material. I mean, you can only do so much over conference call and, you know, Skype and FaceTime and all that crap. So, yeah, I mean, it could very well. And right now, apparently, we're not allowed to group in more than 10 groups of people. So you might be looking at potentially you can only get together with your receivers and maybe a couple other personnel if you wanted to do one of those secret you know, training sessions. Well, that would work great for Dallas because they could just practice without Amari Cooper and the entire offense could be there. And it would be like, <laughs> it would just be like a regular game because he disappears anyways. Oh. <laughs> Love it. You taking shots at Amari. Uh, so there is, there's two quarterback um, situations that I'll t- we'll touch on. Chicago is apparently has interest in Dalton and Foles. And I'll let you know, earlier in the day, there was talks of they were talking of Bridgewater, but apparently those talks uh, fell apart, so they moved on to Dalton and Foles. Well, I have to tell you, I, I don't know if they could make the money work with Teddy, what he's going to get in free agency. I don't think so either. Foles, I believe, has Foles been released, or would that be a trade? I think it'd be a trade. I think yeah. they're it, because it's too cost prohibitive for them to straight up release him. So they need to recoup some money. They need to make the trade happen. But this is very interesting. If they get, I believe, if they get Dalton, then Trubisky has some leash. If it's Falls, yeah, Falls will be the starter. Yeah. Well, I think they'll go into training camp, whatever iteration of training camp we have. It'll be a competition. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think at this point, uh, you'd have to almost intentionally be bad. You'd have to almost be Joe Flacco to lose a starting job to Mitchell Trubisky. And it'll be interesting to see when that date comes around for the fifth-year option to see if they pick it up. Oh, for Trubisky? Oh, I, I, right. can't, I can't see him. I can't see him getting one of these guys. Not that these guys are, you know studs or anything by any means, but they're a vast improvement over Trubisky. They can at least throw the ball downfield. I think if it's Dalton, you see them pick it up. Because Dalton does you Dalton's not long for it, and I don't think he's got much left in a tank. Whereas Foles, they bring him in, I almost think you see that date pass by and they don't pick it up just to try to motivate him. Because if they have to pay him and he shows it on the field that he can do it, then great. But if he shows he can't beat out Nick Foles in training camp, then they just concede 
it was a mistake. We understand we overpaid to move up. We understand that Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes came off the board after him. But we're moving on. We're putting in our past, and we're moving forward with Nick Foles for whatever it's worth. Wait, you said that uh, Dalton was uh, getting up there. He was almost done. He's only like eight months older than Nick Foles. Yeah, but I think his arm strength is not is not helping, and he's in Cincinnati. He was in Cincinnati. He got beat around pretty good. That is true. Yeah, he's got he's got more starts and more snaps than Nick Foles. I, I think is a problem. I'd have I'd have more so faith he, in Nick Foles. I just wanted to bring that up. I I get it. I get it. But I just think the punishment. That Dalton has taken over the years in Cincinnati, especially and not just being a bangle, actually on the field, right? Not just being bangle, but you know, facing Baltimore twice a year, facing Pittsburgh twice a year, it wears on you. Like Tom is lucky that he only gets to face him. Maybe at most they'll face him twice a year, usually, but sometimes he gets away with not facing Baltimore, or Pittsburgh at all. Where Dalton for what six seven years has had to face him at least twice, and a couple times uh, he faced one team three times. So I just that think is, he that took, is true. Yeah, I just think he took a lot more beating than Nick Falls has because Nick Falls is kind of journeyed around. He's been spot starting here and there. Obviously, last year was a lost season for him, and I just think it would the the organization would have more faith to go forward with Foles than with Andy Dalton. And that's why I think they would pick up the option if they were to acquire Andy Dalton. And I, you brought up Teddy Bridgewater going to the Colts. I'll let you I know. Did. I'll let you know that there are rumors bandied about about Phil Rivers going. And apparently the Colts are discussing targeting Philip Rivers to go there. Well, that'd be a really bad choice. I can't disagree with that. I can't. Because uh, the Colts have a really, really good offensive line, borderline great offensive line, incredibly talented running backs, good tight end, really talented receivers, whatever they're going to draft and whatever else they're going to sign in free agency. And then you want to bring in captain interception to turn. Why don't you sign Jameis Winston? They might as well. At least he, at least he could get the ball down to the field to T.Y. Hilton. Well, based, based which I, yeah. Good. Based on what these college quarterbacks are getting, I mean, they could give uh, Winston like a forty-eight year, seven trillion dollar contract. I mean, that'd be great. I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. Now, I'm not getting anything. There's two players that were not hearing on uh nothing on Jadavian and nothing on except for earlier in the day when uh rumors about chicago nothing else on, on teddy bridgewater i find that interesting i don't think teddy will be I, I find it interesting too but i don't think teddy will be a free agent for very long once it actually officially hits no i think i think tomorrow this is what i think well actually today i think today by three o'clock Brady, Bridgewater, and Clowney will all be off the board. Really? 
Yes. Huh. I think they'll all be off the board. Brady will be back in New England. Teddy will be in Indianapolis. And Jadavian Clowney? Giants. I don't know, man. I was really thinking Cleveland. I really thought Cleveland. And it just doesn't seem like Cleveland now. I don't know where he's going to go, to be honest with you. I back just think to he'll Houston, sign. and he'll trade him for a seventh-round pick. <laughs> that would be poetic justice. Uh, are there any other players that I haven't brought up that you want to touch on, Chris? No, I think... Uh, I mean, we, we could always um, could always expand on some of the bigger stories of today once we find out more information uh, in the coming days. But I think we're going to have quite a bit more on Friday to discuss. A lot more is yeah. going to happen. Like you said, tomorrow, you know, the second day of legal tampering, the day before the, the new league year starts. You know, if, if that still stays on schedule, which it really should. You don't have to be in person for any of this stuff. You can do this stuff over conference call electronically. Oh, what... Like you don't you don't have you have to postpone it for this. Can I can I get on a, a mini rant, Chris? I know sure. we're trying to tie it up a little bit, but there's a couple people out there. I'll name two of them is Mike Florio and Adam Schefter. They got on their soapbox about how the league shouldn't start their year. Uh, Mike Florio called it bad optics and how these players are getting all these millions and people are struggling right now and they're trying to figure out what how they're going to live. And Schefter went on about how you know the owners are going to have to schedule these pl- private jets to fly these players to do medicals and pull medical personnel from you know, people that really need the help and they're going to tie up MRI machines at hospitals because they have to do the medicals. No, they it's don't. All, no, they it's don't. all BS. All of it's BS. First of all, there, there's so much wrong with that second, that second line of statements. They use all team facilities and team doctors that they already pay that aren't public doctors anyways for this stuff. Correct. So they're not taking anything away from anything. And as far as the whole people struggling... People struggle every day and nobody cares. All of a sudden, you can get in a soapbox about something. Like, it's bad enough what's going on right now. People getting sick and everything. Everybody's trying to find a way to deal with this and cope with this without people piling on and just trying to make, make you know, expand their name on the unfortunate situations of somebody else. I, I don't know. It's just sad. It, it's it's completely... So for Mike Florio, it's a completely contrarian p- position that he's taking. And it's dumb. It's a dumb take. And I wish you wouldn't put, I mean, you can have your opinion. Great. But people need some sort of distraction from what's going on and some normalcy of, of, and we're used to having this going on right now. And And it's nice. It's nice to have this going on right now so that we can have, you know, something to talk about. So you're not just listening to, 24 hours of coronavirus that you can have if you li- if you listen to which I do listen to smart, uh, sports talk radio that they're actually diving into this and they're talking about this that's what you want to hear or you have podcasts like ours that are talking about it and diving into this 
and, and giving them giving everyone your opinion on it because you don't need to sit there and listen to 24 hours of just bad stuff after bad stuff after bad stuff. It's just yeah, that's when you start. Just, that's when you start getting in your own head when you do stuff like that, you know. Right, and, and Adam Schefter carrying the water for the owners is borderline disgusting because that's all he was doing. He had he he is who knows if it's actually his opinion, but for the longest time, Adam Schefter was just reporting stuff. If I'm not mistaken, right? Oh yeah. So all of a sudden, over the past few years. He has evolved into, I'm going to put my opinion out there because it matters. No, nobody cares about your opinion. We want to know if Calais Campbell, when he got traded, how many, what draft picks he got traded for. Or Austin Hooper, how much guaranteed money did he get in his four years, $44 million contract from Cleveland? That's what we want to know from you. If we want an opinion, we'll go to somebody else who we actually care about their opinion. This is why I'm I'm done with him. All I'm listening to is Ian Rappaport because if you look at his tweets and his um, his little bits on NFL.com, NFL Network, they're simple. This is what happened. This is how much the player is getting. Or it's just point blank information, and that's all he does. He gives you information. All right, you good? I think so. I just <laughs> no, that's no. been bottled. No, Honestly, dude, you're right. You're right. You're actually, 100 percent right. Since I've heard it, I heard Florio. Uh, it would have been Saturday, I think. I heard him say this, and then I heard Schefter today. And the first time I heard the video about uh, what Schefter was saying, I'm just like, "You are just groveling at the feet of the owners, so you can continue to get your information from every one of them." That's pure and simple what he's trying to do. And at, at the end of the day, like like I said. All they're using is the current situation going on with the whole with, with the whole virus and people trying to deal with that and, and figure out, you know, how, how what to how to manage this in the best way we possibly can. And he's using that as a platform to try to get clicks and get attention. The new league year starting on time Wednesday has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on because. You don't have to meet in person for any of this. This can all be done electronically, safely. No one has to come in contact with one another. These things can all be done online, through conference call. Nobody has to be in the same room with each other. And I'll I'll add a little bit a little extra nugget for you, Chris, that I didn't add before. Adam Schefter said that the league the owners went to the NFL Players Association requesting that they push the league date the start date back. And they declined. The the NFLPA came out later today. I don't remember what time it was. They had they had no discussions with the owners on pushing the date back. That report is false. Oh, because it, it's I mean the season wouldn't start till September. That's ridiculous, anyways. Well, no, they wanted the league the league year. Oh, the league year starting league Wednesday. Year. Oh, okay, yeah. that's what okay. I'm talking about. The new league year. The owners supposedly talked to the NFLPA about pushing that back. And the NFLPA came out. Uh, I don't know if it was a tweet or they talked to somebody and that person tweeted it, but they said they had no conversation with the owners or the commissioner about pushing the league date back. So they 
don't know what that report's from. That it, the report is apparently false. Which surprise, just surprise. Me, which tells me that Schefter is just. You said it. he's trying to get clicks and likes, and I say he's just trying to hold that water for the owners so he can continue to get information. Because from this day po- forward, if you see something from Adam Schefter, you should assume it's coming from the owners and not the players. Yeah, and I, I'm not I'm not Mr. Politically Correct or Mr. Sensitive, but you're using a situation that people it really has people scared and uncertain. And however people feel about this out there, you know, it's your business. Uh, but it's definitely not something. It's pretty unprecedented. And you're going to use it to try to tie it into something they can find joy in in a time like this to make it a negative. It, right. It's, it, it's pretty gross. It's it's pretty, I don't know, man. doesn't sit well with me. And, uh, yeah, screw that guy. I like how you put that, Chris. Yeah. I mean, that honestly, guy. like it's not cool. Yeah, don't, don't play and, on people's fears. It's not okay. No, and and you need that. You need this distraction to kind of break up the monotony of what's been going on. That's what you need, and that's why I was because you you saw me days leading up. I was getting frustrated with all these rumors that they might push this league start year back, which is going to push free agency beginning. So who knows when? I mean, who knows when this uh, this coronavirus will actually, you know, dissipate and and go away? It could be three weeks. It could be longer. So what are you going to do? Keep pushing the league year back until it's convenient? It's never going to be convenient. Yeah, and again, like like we said, we're only saying this because you don't have to meet in person for any of this stuff to happen. Right. It doesn't have just to like be the NFL. Together. Yeah. Just like the draft. The draft. You don't have to. I mean. You can have the pre-draft interviews over the phone, or you can do teleconference, and they can bring in. They don't even have to bring in thirty-two team representatives into one location. No, they can just do a teleconference with all of them and in different announce, or no, at their home locations. Yeah, the the team facility, and they can have the uh, commissioner Goodell in the NFL office just in, in one of their studios, announcing each of the picks. And they'll have all their panel panelists there already. And now you can have your draft still. Now, OTAs will probably get pushed, or they have got pushed. Training camp's probably going to get pushed. We understand that. Sure, absolutely. It's, yeah, It's this stuff that we don't, you know, is not needed to be in person. You can have that. You can get your... Essentially, your paperwork done. You're working from home, if, if you will. Yeah, for this sure. stuff. This stuff can be done so that way we're not waiting for it later on. So that way, NFL free agency doesn't start in July, and now we're just pushing everything else back. It just makes sense. Well, I don't know about right. you, but that, that about wraps it up for me. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm done with my uh, soapbox. No, that was good. That was good. Did I get out of your system. I did. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. That is going to do it for us. As always, if you have any comments or discussion points about any of our topics, either the crazy trades that went down today, any of our uh, free agent topics, or uh, our, our Tom Brady. I can't even say it anymore. 
our Brady, Cooper, Clowney, Chicago quarterback, hodgepodge at the end there, uh, pulpery discussion. Ben, we're going to do that. Uh, well, you can go on Twitter. That's Ben Chris Talk F O one, or uh, you can hit us up on Facebook. That's Ben and Chris Talk Football. All right, thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, it's kind of crazy out there right now. Stay safe. Uh, take care of yourselves. Stay sane. Be level-headed. It's the best way to get through this all together. For Ben, I am Chris. We will see you right back here Friday morning. Thank you.